0: It's really weird to just
1: be us in here. Yeah. I feel awkward. I feel like Alex should be here.
0: Yeah. He's like watching us. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hello and welcome to the second season of Play Like a Girl. I'm Haley Robinson.
2: I'm Gabriella Jackson.
1: And I'm Molly Quinton. Play Like a Girl is an all-female sports podcast run by women at the Daily of the University of Washington. Every week we'll talk about my column... In My Defense, which talks about social justice issues in the world of sports, as well as going through a schedule of UW sporting events and doing our hot takes on stuff going on in sports. This weekend, we've got three sports going on, uh, women's soccer, men's soccer, and volleyball. There's also some tennis preseason things going on on Thursday, I believe. We had some women and men's soccer on Thursday. Tonight, volleyball will be playing number 17 Utah at 8 p.m. at Hack Saturday, football is versus Cal at 7.45 at home, so that should be an exciting game. Sunday, women's soccer will play Oregon at 1 p.m., volleyball ball will play number 25 Colorado at 3 p.m., and men's soccer will play UCLA at 5 p.m. The column we'll be talking about this week focused on the issue of Colin Kaepernick's anthem protest and the way that blew up in the last couple of weeks with Donald Trump mentioning it and how the NFL reacted. If you weren't paying attention, basically what happened is that Donald Trump made a speech criticizing the players who kneel during the anthem, calling in them sons of bitches. The next day, a large groups of players knelt during the anthem in protest, and the Seahawks, the Steelers, and the Titans all chose to stay in their locker rooms during the anthem. So basically, I talked about the importance of white allyship in this time because a lot of the responsibility has been placed on black athletes. They've done an awesome job starting the conversation. It's also really important for white allies to join in. And show their solidarity to this important issue of police brutality, which is what these black players began protesting last year.
2: You mentioned this in your column, but it's important that Trump says that people who kneel down during the anthem are not respecting the country versus the people who are kneeling down during the anthem are seeing this as a way to be an advocate for people and victims of police brutality. And since the flag is not representing those values that they hold, everyone being equal and justice for all, there needs to be support from both sides, black athletes and white athletes, to be able to help each other and be that voice for the country and speak up for those who are affected.
0: Yeah, and it kind of brings into question of what patriotism really means. Trump is kind of promoting this idea that patriotism means blindly accepting and supporting everything that your country is doing because you're a member of that country and therefore you should always be loyal to it kris kaepernick and all these other players are trying to protest in the name of what america should be they're trying to promote this idea that there really is freedom and justice for all when that isn't true for everyone for all of the citizens then you have to stand up and say something you don't just sit down and take it
2: freedom of speech and freedom of protest are very important so the kneeling down during the anthem is a way that people can express their beliefs in a respectful way that they're not disrespecting the flag but they are saying that Since a country should be run on consent of the governed, they do have a voice, they have the ability to have a voice, and this is not something that is neglecting or rejecting their right as a citizen of the United States.
0: It's also worth noting that protesting is a constitutionally protected right under the First Amendment, and it is deeply troubling that the President of the United States would call for these athletes to be fired or arrested Mm -hmm. for exercising their constitutional rights.
1: Yeah, something that I think is important that I did mention in the article but is always worth noting is that when there was neo-Nazis marching on the streets of Charlottesville, Donald Trump claimed that they were very fine people even though a woman was murdered. In this case, no one is getting hurt. It's just people kneeling to show that they have a voice that they want to, in a platform that they want to use to like bring attention to the issue of police brutality. Yet that is so... Horrible to Donald Trump. One thing that people are talking about that is really important to mention is that it's entirely a race issue Donald Trump is a white supremacist He is a symbol of white supremacy and white supremacists feel like they have won something by him winning the election and by him having so much power The former leader of the KKK endorsed him that should tell you that like there's something wrong with his beliefs the beliefs that he endorses and the beliefs that like his presence in office is saying that like black people don't deserve to have as many rights in this country, or women don't deserve to have as many rights in this country, or the Mike Pence, his vice president, his presence in office is saying that queer people don't deserve to have rights in this country. I think that's something, the fact that he calls out this protest and not the neo-Nazi protest is something that should signify that there're things that are very wrong in this country.
0: It's also worth noting that in Charlottesville it took the tragic death of Heather Heyer who is a white woman for a lot of people to wake up and kind of realize like oh this is a problem now that it's sad but it's true but a lot of times for people to notice that protests are valid it takes people weren't directly affected by the issue to get involved. So in the case of Megan Rapinoe, the soccer player, she, I don't remember how long ago this was, last year? Or it was before? right,
1: it was last year, it was right after Colin Kaepernick. Right, so the she time. also
0: kneeled in mm-hmm. solidarity. But sometimes her, like people who aren't directly affected by it, it takes mm-hmm. doing something, has more significance to the general public, because they're like, oh, it's not directly affecting them but they're still protesting. Mm-hmm. So that's, Haley brought up what it means to like be an ally and to support those who can't always speak up for themselves. So it's really important for white athletes to also take part in these protests in order to give it more validity and significance. The NWSL did end up
1: making a rule after that that you have to stand for the anthem. Really? Yeah. I don't think you
0: can do that. Yeah,
1: they did that. Also, in the preseason, Seth DeValve, who plays for the Cleveland Browns, was the first white football player to kneel during the anthem in the NFL, and people said he was like the first white player to do it, which completely discounts what Megan Rapinoe did. Yeah. she's a queer woman, and her protest wasn't as valid yeah. as the protest of a white man. So there's even that like difference in privilege here there. Then I wrote another column talking about the issue of recruitment in college basketball and all the money-changing hands that ends up with a lot of exploitation of college basketball players. And not only that, it makes things really unfair for teams in general because the teams that benefit from this have like an unfair advantage over teams that do not. What was happening, the FBI did an investigation about it and just filed an official complaint recently was that coaches were getting paid to push high school players towards certain agents and then those agents would end up making money off those players like if they went pro for like the rest of their lives. Oh, wow. Adidas was also involved because the coaches all coached at schools that Adidas provides uniforms for and they supply their like sportswear. Adidas would pay the families of the athletes to go to specific schools so that they would form, like, brand attachment to Adidas. And then, like, that would benefit the schools, it would benefit the agents, and it would benefit Adidas in the long run.
2: In a way, I think that it's a good thing that it's coming out through Patino, who is the highest-paid college basketball coach right now, because he does kind of have that spotlight on him where people know and they see the situation and the fact that college athletes cannot be paid or they're still getting $100,000 from Adidas – And also another person who they haven't identified yet who also got $100,000 is almost ridiculous because it's a huge amount of money and yet it hasn't come out. I think it's a good thing that it's coming out through this coach because people will get accustomed to it and learn about the whole situation.
1: Yeah, and I feel like a major issue with it is also this probably wouldn't be happening on such, like it happens a lot apparently. And this wouldn't be happening at such a high level Unless if players were getting like financial compensation, or at least being able to sign sponsorship deals and like earn money other ways, because currently the NCAA rules don't really let players do anything. They don't let them have financial freedom, and so I think that also exposes an issue with the NCAA in how they allow
0: their players to conduct themselves like off the court. We've talked about this in the past, but the NCAA makes so much money off mm-hmm. its athletes. I think we talked about it around March Madness time, mm-hmm. because most of their money comes from advertisements and just money from March Madness, but the players don't get any of it. So that kind of made, goes into a larger issue. They actually made a billion dollars off March Madness yeah, last year. Like, ridiculous. Also, fun book, if you wanted to read more about this topic, $40 Million Slaves, is a really great book if you're interested in this topic. Just gonna plug that in.
1: Mm-hmm. It's by William C. Roden. Okay, so, hot takes. I thought it would be fun since the women's basketball schedule just got released to talk about our basketball teams. They both have new coaches this year with Lorenzo Romar and Mike neighbors leaving. We've got Mike Hopkins from Syracuse taking over for the men's team and Jody Wynn from Long Beach State taking over for the women's team. I just want to know how you guys think they're going to do this year.
2: I'm optimistic for the men's team because how worse can you get from last year? I think there's only enough progression and Mike Hopkins was assistant coach for Syracuse for 22 years so I really think that the UW team needs a new perspective they need someone who can give them new plays who knows how to pass the ball who knows how to keep the field open and can utilize players in a way where we can have the teamwork that we didn't have last year so I think that having a new coach can only help the team
1: yeah I think I'm hoping that it'll be a fresh start because Washington basketball on the men's side has not looked so great recently. On the women's side, well, I think Jody Wynn will probably do a great job. We did lose some really important players and people like we lost Kelsey and Chantal, and they were both very important to our team and to our success. I'm thinking for the women's team, it's going to be a little bit more of a rebuild. They won't do as well as they have in the past couple of years, and I think they're going to have to work their way back up.
0: Whereas the men are just terrible.
1: The only way to go is up for them.
0: They're at the bottom, so, like, they can't really do worse. Mm-hmm. They only they do won, better.
1: They won two conference games last
0: year. Like, that's yeah. painful. I am skeptical of how well either of them can do, just because transitioning to a new coach is a really big change. Mm-hmm. So I am cautiously optimistic for both of them Mm -hmm. personally i
1: don't think the men's team is gonna like make the tournament or anything of course not but like it's gonna get better is what i'm thinking and i think that that's just gonna be nice to not be like so incredibly awful at basketball
0: and at least this year if they're really bad they're gonna be like oh new coach changes (laughs) not us
1: yeah, it's <laughs> we're working on it. We're trying. Yeah.
2: I'm also excited that for the women's basketball team, it's a female coach heading it this time versus a male coach. So I think that is going to have a new dynamic, and I'm excited to see the progression of the team.
1: So our next hot take is going to be about Dakar's McKinley, who plays for the Atlanta Falcons. And one of his dreadlocks came off, and someone is selling it on eBay. He tweeted that he would like to get it back.
0: Did the tweet but have, like a serious tone. Or was no, it, like, it was it, it was like
1: a kind of joking. Yeah, okay. he was like, I'm gonna have to buy this, <laughs> which is I just think that's weird. Like it's hilarious. It, okay, I think first of
2: all, it's not even creepy. on eBay anymore. Like eBay took it down because it got up to like 11k.
1: Are you mm-hmm. serious? Yeah, for a piece of his dreadlock that fell off. Mm-hmm. You're also I not think... allowed to sell body parts on eBay, and Ooh, you could hair can, you could parts? consider hair a body part.
0: I feel like if you grow no. it, it counts.
1: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, like, so th- that's technically illegal to sell, or it's against the eBay terms of service it's to sell body parts. Just
0: thinking about, like, in the broader scheme of things, how much people, ide- like, idealize athletes, and they're like, oh my god, I have part of this guy's dread, like, yeah, this is really cool, but also, like, they're people, but they're, like, mm-hmm. elevated to this kind of godlike status, so you're like, oh my god, I have a piece of them. But it's also really weird, like, don't sell people's hair
1: yeah like i have jerseys I think jerseys are different. jerseys are very different i was thinking about the difference between like a jersey that you just like buy offline and like a game worn jersey like that has a lot more value it's yeah. a lot more expensive i mean obviously for reasons like they wore it while they played and yeah it's giving a value to their game also it's sweaty which i've always thought is kind of gross personally i wouldn't wear it yeah i do have like also game used
0: pucks which That's is like, cool. yeah, which is, I think is pretty well, cool. Well, I mean, like, if you got a ba- like, I have foul balls that I've caught in mm-hmm. baseball games, and you're just like, oh, this is really cool. But I feel like a dreadlock
2: is the same. Like, a dreadlock is a prized possession. Like, you no. grow it, and Ew, it's no. there for you. For, so, like, you're connected to the really dreadlock. There's a really
0: fine line between a baseball or a hockey puck and, like, a hunk of this guy's hair that fell off. One's more personal, so shouldn't you pay more? I think it's just kind of creeping into, like, stalker territory where you're like, I had part of his hair. At least they didn't cut it off uh, themselves. Well that would be like really creepy.
1: Yeah, I mean I used to be a One Direction fan. So I've seen some pretty crazy stuff in my life. I was never
0: that into it when they were in their heyday, but some Mm -hmm. of my friends were. And I I think if they could get a hunk of their hair, like they would have loved it.
1: Yeah. I have very vivid memories of people hacking into airport cameras to like get video of them. We had pictures of their passports. See, that's just like a... We as in you? Well, I didn't get it personally. I saw it on the internet. We,
0: the one (laughs) community. the
1: One Direction fans. I feel like I've always seen sports fandom as different from that, but that is something that I'm like, there are people out there who like some pretty interesting things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're just like, oh, this is a cool thing to have. But there are some people who probably are going to do something creepy. Or, like, people who don't like the Falcons did voodoo with the hair. Yeah, that right. could totally happen.
2: I think that was in the description that this hair could be used as a voodoo doll. I don't know if like
1: I, I, I think, think so. Terrifying. Like, this is just getting into, like,
0: creepy stalker territory. Yeah,
1: that's not- there is this one soccer team that um paid, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do, like, voodoo to, like, try to win games it's in weird. Portugal. And I told Josh about it, and he was like, "Should I make uh Sam Darnold a food doll?" But Josh is our sports editor. But yeah, yeah. so people sports are fans are very My hot superstitious.
0: Take is people are weird.
1: Yeah, sports fans are very
2: superstitious. Take it too far. Very interesting. I'll take you is try to sell on Amazon,
0: make that money. eBay won't let you move on. <laughs> you can go on Etsy. You could shop.
1: totally sell on Etsy. Etsy. You can w- you can Etsy. sell body parts on Etsy. In yeah, theory, like if you I made know. something with hair, with human hair, you could sell that on Etsy. I, I think we should specify
0: hair, like not limbs. Yeah, not limbs, You're like hair. sound weirder. Um, I feel like we're really I'm, only talking about hair.
1: Yeah, but like no, I do have I have a friend who's taxidermist, and she'll buy like like dead animals on Etsy.
0: Taxidermy is
1: weird. But she sells she sells her stuff on Etsy too. Anyway, yeah. She yeah. buys I feel like
2: we're, a dead animal on Etsy.
0: Yeah. Sometimes she finds them in her yard, though. Ew. Okay, this is taking a turn. We can wrap up this hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, people are weird. Mm-hmm. There's some crazy sports fans out there. Some crazy shit happening in the world. All right, if you want to read Haley's column, you can go on to dailyudub.com sports, and if you want to listen to our podcast, you can go to uwpodcast.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at capital U-W-P-L, lowercase A, capital G. U-Dub flag.